You're listening to the Expert Insights Podcast, the home of leading cybersecurity conversations. Hello, and welcome to the Expert Insights Podcast. I'm Caitlin Jones, Deputy Head of Content at Expert Insights. I'm excited today to welcome to the show Avi Shua, Chief Innovation Officer and Co-Founder at Orca Security. In our discussion, we talk about the evolution of cyber threats in the cloud and the greatest challenges that IT and security teams are facing today, as well as the pressure on security teams to do more with less and how we can expect cloud security to evolve as we move further into 2023 and beyond. Thank you very much, Avi, for joining us on the Expert Insights podcast. First off, would you just be able to give us a little introduction to yourself and your security background and what led you to founding Orca Security? So, so thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Avi, and the Chief Innovation Officer and Co-Founder at Orca Security. And uh, you can characterize me probably as the cliche of a cybersecurity founder. I've been excited by cybersecurity most of my career, even before my career. Since uh, I've been a teenager, I remember myself trying to hack into stuff and thinking about how we can prevent this uh, from being so vulnerable. At the age of 18, I, I got to, in, uh, I joined the Israeli army. The, and as you can probably imagine, the intelligence in 8200, I've been there close to a decade. And then spent another decade in Checkpoint, did the first roles, the last role being the chief technologist and co-founded Open Security around four and a half years ago. Now, uh, you asked why I founded the company. Uh, I can show that there is one thing that I learned in my uh, career, that there is a huge gap between uh, cybersecurity attacks as people perceive them, as they see them in the movies, as they sometimes imagine attackers using new zero day after new zero day, new advanced attack mechanism to get into super complex mechanism, super complex defenses. Versus the reality, which is many times, unfortunately, much more boring, where organizations which are complex-based can't manage to get the basic stuff across all of their state and have poke very uh, glaring holes that simply are used, whether it's your the database with all of the data open to the internet, or whether it's a vulnerability open to the internet, uh, exposing all the data on open API. These are the most common items that we saw. And I thought that we can do it, that we can protect from them in a much better way versus what we had at the time. Absolutely. And you've spoken a little bit about um, some of the challenges that you were hoping to solve there. Could you give us a bit more of an overview of the Orca security platform as it is today and what sets you apart in the industry um, in cloud security and cloud infrastructure? Sure. So we started the company essentially to answer one fundamental question which is what are the risks that I have in my cloud environment and how can I prevent them from happening again? And I deliberately use non-technical terms. I can dig into the specific component and models, but essentially security practitioners want to answer that question. What are the risks? What are the things that can get me on the newspaper in a way that they don't want to be on the newspaper? Now I can fix them and put guardrails to prevent them from happening again. And before OK existed, there was no good way to answer that question. The way to answer that involved deploying agents on all of the environment, which is a friction-inducing process that required too many people in the organization to change stuff, configure, and collaborate, usually not managing to get good coverage. And then 
having a team of analysts trying to shift to, um, to millions of alerts that are not contextualized. What we built is a platform that can connect to any cloud environment in minutes, understand all of the risk in a touchless manner without needing to change anything in the environment, and prioritize them according to the business context. So we can actually highlight the attack path that matter most. And so what are some of the major cloud cyber threats that teams are facing today? Um, expanding on that a little bit, and how have these challenges evolved over the last few years as more organizations are migrating to the cloud and getting to grips with that a little bit more? So the way that they see attacks on the cloud is that they are a modern version or the cloud version of the attacks that we've been seeing on the on-prem for many years. At the end of the day, attackers look for the weak link inside for an initial access and then moving forward to reach your plant rules. That's all, always the path. You try to get a foothold and laterally move inside the organization. What we see most commonly as the foothold is vulnerabilities and misconfiguration that directly expose data to the outside. Now, this was more prevalent a few years ago, and we've covered the basics mostly, but it still happens. You can hear there was just a few weeks ago a major a breach that was announced that well, a very large car company and all of the vehicle uh, historical locations in a database open to the internet. This is just a misconfiguration. But more than that, we see vulnerabilities on exposed services, and the tech are using that vulnerabilities to get essentially a way of initial photos, and then they use other capabilities like overprivileged IAM walls, SSH keys, and other lateral movement mechanism to reach the crown jewels of the organization. Absolutely. And many security teams are having to deal with these threats under the added strain of economic downturn, which is currently affecting lots of areas around the world. With this pressure, we're hearing a lot about the need to do more with less, leading to the consolidation of tools both to save costs and to help reduce time spent managing alerts and visibility across multiple products. How are you seeing teams deal with these challenges? So I believe the trend of convergence is definitely happening within cloud security. And yes, the economic situation accelerated in it, but it's a good thing. And in cloud security, context is king. At the end of the day, organizations have millions of alerts across different technologies and cannot fix everything. And if you try to look at each dimension of the problem separately, you are most likely not going to fix all of the important issues. And let's take, for example, an organization that shows a, so to speak, best-in-read approach, or the world-best vulnerability management tool, world-best identity entitlement tool, world-best data classification tool, and so forth. And you have a team that each one of them looks at each tool and try to fix the top issues. This team will never be able to understand a critical attack path, which involves an exposed server, which is vulnerable and if keys accessing the database. For that, you need to have holistic understanding across the stack. So I believe this convergence not only reduces the number of vendors, but also makes better use of the most important resource, which is the team, the defenders that can focus on the thing that are most important rather than going to an endless list of alerts. And you know, at the end of the day, nobody wants to have those tools. It's not economical, both from cost and maintenance point of view. 
So I would like to speak a little bit about one of the other challenges that security teams and IT teams are facing today. So on the one hand, we have the cyber threats themselves, and on the other hand, we have compliance um, and the increasing strictness and um, variety of compliance regulations that influence how teams have to think about security and cloud technologies. Could you talk to us a little bit about that and some of the patterns that you're seeing in terms of changing compliance standards? So we definitely see more and more uh, tighter regulations and organizations that need to adhere to more compliance regimes. And I believe that the best way to do that, and in fact, the only good way to do it is using automation in the cloud. The cloud is software and there's nothing preventing organization from automating all of the data collection and verifying compliance continuously, not only when the auditor is coming and gathering all of these data points in relatively easy way using the right tools and techniques. And that way, it's becoming much easier to comply with the different regulation. It's true that uh, more and more organization now uh, handle security due to compliance. They, uh, this is the main driver. And at the end of the day, it's a good thing. Uh, you do want organization to, uh, to secure their customer data. And if they need regulation that essentially forces them to do that, so I think that that's what we've all got to remember at the end of the day. Yes, we have to tick these boxes, but there is a reason behind it. Um, so we've spoken quite a lot about the state of the security landscape at the moment, and I'd like to turn our attention towards the future, as it were. What do you see as the future for Orca security? I see that you've, you're already on the AI curve with the recent integration of GPT-3 into the platform. What's next for the technology in the platform? So our goal at Orca haven't changed since we started the company. It is to provide a tool that can detect all the risks in the cloud environment and then put the guardrails to prevent them from happening again. But under that vision, there is a huge list of things that we are doing and we are continuing to do. We are detecting the world's most comprehensive list of risk, whether it's vulnerabilities, misconfiguration, API issue, data exposure issue, lateral movement risk, existing attacks, and more. We are making sure that the data is contextualized. So we are not only providing a long list of alerts, but finding the very few attack paths that actually matter. We're making sure that it's consumable, that the defender can use it within their tools that can find easily the people that need to fix it to reduce the cost of actual fixing the item. So we are focused on reducing debt as well. So we are continuing to do that. And AI is definitely a tool in the toolbox to help us to uh, achieve our goals be uh, better. We are do using AI, for example, to provide smarter recommendation on assigning privileges to users rather than doing it manually or having a more a too extreme approach that creates too much burden views AI models to create a middle ground, which provide tight uh, entitlement while taking into consideration the uh, friction that it generates. We use AI using uh, ChatGPT, in fact, to provide clearer recommendation for defender and to fix things. So AI is definitely a tool in the toolbox, but like any tool, it's useful for certain things, not for everything. So, AI is not going to solve cybersecurity altogether. It's going to make our lives better in some areas. Yes, we've definitely been hearing more of that over the last sort of month or so. I think at the start of the year, 
everyone was wondering how we were going to start to use these technologies and is it going to cause a massive disruption in the landscape but it seems like the consensus is that we'll use it to enhance what we're doing rather than completely change the way we're doing things. Um, so on that note, what do you see as the future for cloud security more widely and what should organizations be doing now to prepare for those changes? As organizations are moving to the cloud, any area, uh, almost any domain of security that used to exist on the on-prem now becoming a subdomain of cloud security. We had container security, now we have container security on the cloud. We have vulnerability management, now the vulnerabilities on the cloud. Data security is on the cloud and so forth. Now, you can think of that as, okay, we'll just do it the same way that we did on the on-prem and it will probably work to a certain extent, but the cloud is so different. So most cases you can do it dramatically better if you are planning that and design it for the cloud, not for an on-prem system and then copy it to the cloud. And the cloud enable us to do security much better than we used to do before. Everything can be automated, everything is code. And if we take that, we can actually um, eat the cake and keep it whole, both improve efficiency while maintaining security. And this is what I see. I see many of the old security paradigm dying and people re-implementing security in a way which is ideal for the cloud. Absolutely. And do you think that as we're moving more into the cloud and developing more cloud native technologies and applications, it's also important for the security vendors to be developing cloud native tools to support those applications? Definitely. We've seen, you know, when talking about building work, moving workloads to the cloud, for certain uh, time we tried to lift and shift to the cloud. Mm -hmm. It worked. So to speak, it worked, but it was expensive. Further I mean, you didn't really leverage the values of the cloud. An organization and so that, yes, you can lift and shift, but you probably don't want to do that. You need to restructure the application in a way which is ideal to the cloud, or don't do that, because you only lose from lifting and shifting. We, should don't, we shouldn't do the same mistake for security. If you lift security to the cloud, it will work to a certain extent, but it's far from ideal. We said restructure it in a way which makes sense for the cloud. That was my last question for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Expert Insights podcast. For more, please subscribe or visit expertinsights.com to find interviews with experts and trusted reviews of top cloud solutions.